Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Gamers Without Borders podcast, a podcast about video games, technology, and anything else we can think of. And actually this week, it goes back to being an international podcast, but I'll get to that in a second. As always, I am Nick. Joining me this week is Queen of Social Media and person who does unspeakable things in The Sims, Dapper. Hello. <laughs> what unspeakable things mean never? I know, it's just, you're just whiter than white. Um, anyway... And joining us this week, all the way from the United States of America, is YouTuber... Um, yeah, I'm just going to say YouTuber, to Super. You, you're only half correct. I'm actually a Twitch broadcaster. <laughs> oh. Oh, fine. Shut down the podcast. No. We- <laughs> way to no, fuck a- up an intro, Nick. Oh, fu- No, right, we're, we're carrying on. Um, so, how is everyone? I'm doing quite well. I'm good. Good, good. We've reached episode 20. Big old milestone. We are nearly able to drink in the United States. <laughs> nearly. We are now living up to the name of Gamers Without Borders. Yes. Yes. Again. <laughs> Indeed. Um. So, yeah. Um. Dapper, what have you been up to this week? Uh, I have finished working at a gaming slash technology event, and you can see... There were Snapchat stories of where I was taking pictures of myself sitting in a library that only contained six books. And, um, yeah. (laughs) I've been networking with various different companies and different gaming students and stuff. I've been invited to a ticketed YouTube event. And I've also received tickets for a Pokemon Go event in Edinburgh. And I didn't, I'd completely forgot about that event. Until I checked my email and they said, oh, yeah, here's some tickets. You asked for them a while ago and I was like, oh. Because, <laughs> like, I just emailed to say, hey, um, I'm interested in attending your event. Is there any, like, tickets left? Blah, blah, blah. And they were just like, yeah. Because um, I told them that I was planning to vlog the event, told them about my channel and stuff. And they were just like, yeah, um, we have some tickets. So here's the tickets. <laughs> it's the next email, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> that's yes. happening." So yeah, I've got that this Wednesday, and I also watched The Kingsman because my mum was on holiday in Greece, and she went to a foam party yesterday. Oh, so yesterday, God, the, is it da- the day before, actually. Is it, is it the so 1980s funny. again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the 80s are coming back. Yeah. yeah. Finally, no. <laughs> my dreams are coming true. Does that mean Nirvana's that coming back? Techni- <laughs> that means I'm technically not going to be alive. Yay! I'm fortunately, fortunately for me, I was born in '82. Woo! Are you old man? <laughs> oh, indeed. I'm ancient. I feel my bones getting brittle as we speak. Oh, nice. But yeah, um, to super, what have you been up to? Oh. Playing a lot of games, keeping up with my... Uh, oh, you oh, nerd. Very much so. Actually, no, I actually had one person call me out and say that I was not a nerd because I admitted on Twitter that I have never played World of Warcraft. Good, not a <laughs> Ooh, I have. <laughs> nerd! <laughs> nerd! <coughs> um. I played it very briefly, and then I actually booted up my WoW account this week as well. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I... Um, 
been uh, doing a lot of networking with um, some PR PR people, uh, uh, such as uh, It's Gaim, um, Hey D Martin, um, and uh, just recently set, scheduled a D and D guest appearance uh, on a, um, a Twitch show. Um, I'm also going to be working with uh, the developers for uh, Guns of Icarus. Uh, got a, I got a, I got to relook at the schedule for it, but um, there's a, no, oh, yeah, nice. um, I. I actually own one. I played that game a while ago. I still have it. I just it's a fantastic it. game. Uh, I, I didn't think I yeah. was going to have that much fun with it the last time I played with uh, played with the devs. Uh, and uh, I was also working with uh, Vanalis during that particular um, um, session. And uh, we had so much fun. It was, it was, we were dying laughing the entire playthrough. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, 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 I didn't think I was going to have that much fun because I, I, I'd never played yeah. a game like that before. But it turned out to be an absolute blast. And I know if I, if I were to get it for my viewers, you know, so that we could, I could play with my viewers, then I, I know it would yeah. just be a hilarious show. Mm. I always loved it, but was slightly overshadow- overshadowed by the fact a friend of mine played like semi-professionally and was actually quite good. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I, uh, I've been uh, pushing for other things uh, for my channel. Um, I, I like uh, I got to put together some sort of like advert to send to Twitch um, uh, for their purple ticket contest, um, so I can go to TwitchCon because unfortunately I can't afford to do it myself. <coughs> um, um, but uh, other than that, um, I've been. Uh, I just recently tweaked my game with subscri- uh, subscriptions, um, you know, to give uh, more opportunities for uh, the viewers to support the channel and stuff like that, and um, gearing more towards um, uh, just uh, giving you know those uh, those people that come to my channel every day uh, more chances to uh, support you know the channel and everything because uh, uh, I mean. A lot, of, a lot of broadcasters out there uh, that are that are new, you know, they think they ju- they go jumping into this kind of endeavor, you know, thinking, oh, I'm going to make a lot of money, we're going to get big, going to get popular, you know. And I take it, from, I take it from the uh, the complete opposite of that spectrum. I, I yeah. you know, I, I don't care about popularity. I don't care about money because I, I mean, I work a full time job as it is, um, yeah. you know. So I figure. I'm still getting tips. I'm still getting subscriptions. Thank you, Mum, by the way, for the subscription. Um, <laughs> and I figured, <laughs> why not just take all that money that comes from the tips, the subscriptions, and you know, t-shirt sales and stuff like that, and just put it back into the channel. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like uh, like for instance, uh, you know, if I want to do like a game giveaway, oh, we got this little bit of money here in in, in the PayPal. Why don't we just buy a really great game and give it away to the to the people um yeah and that's how it should be to be honest oh definitely um None of this like bullshit of hey i'm gonna like use twitch to support myself i mean like i understand that some yeah. people are disabled and that's their only means of making money and stuff and that, yeah. that i understand oh yeah definitely yeah, exactly. i entirely I, I, I entirely understand that you know and uh the same thing it, it goes along the same lines as um uh, just recently, one of um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, a clan, a Call of Duty clan known as Phase. Um, yes, overly. Yeah. One <laughs> one of their uh, their players recently bought their father a car, brand new. Um, you know, and I mean that was an awesome thing for them to do. You know, but yeah. then you got uh, these other YouTubers or you know 
broadcasters out there that um, they they're like, check out this sweet ride I just bought, you know, and it's like this fancy like sports car or something, and it's like really, yeah, bright purple Lamborghini, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Not not yeah. talking about anyone in particular. <laughs> uh, yeah. <coughs> yeah. I think it does. Things like that do kind of perpetuate the idea that you can like that sort of YouTubing and Twitching can work as a career, which for some people it does. Mm. But I think it's very much sort of like the top one or ten percent. You can't expect to sort of jump in and like you say instantly be earning huge amounts of money from it. Yeah. You're saying top 10% most channels are within the top 10%. Any what channel I think it's like it has like over is it over 100 or over 1000 is in the top 10%. I, I want to say 1000. Okay, <laughs> you have to like Stop picking picking apart my numbers but you know what I mean. Yeah, it would, it would actually I think it would be like the top 1% or 5%. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's thank you for that. I th- I've I've actually forgotten basically how long a week is because I looked back over what I did this past week and I forgot that I finished The Witcher Three. Well, I say I finished The Witcher Three. I finished the story mode of The Witcher Three. I still have yet to beat I, that game. Still... Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, um, Dapper Dapper will know this. I got to a point where I was at the final boss. The game had. The game had basically locked me in because of where I'd saved, and I had no items to defeat the final boss. And I said to Dapper, I was like, I honestly don't think I have the skill to do this. Like, <laughs> oh, God. I think it's going to be the point where I just stop with this game. And then I just came back the next day and defeated him very easily. <laughs> what did I say when you when you first said, I don't think I'm going to have the skills and the potions and stuff? And I went, I fucking told you so. You should have completed the other Witcher contracts. And... <laughs> Then went for it, but no. Didn't well, no, it, well, I d- it wasn't a problem of not completed enough of the game. That wasn't the problem at all. That was just I didn't have the items to hand. Yeah, but like the more you do within the game, the more items you have to hand. Mm. Although, um, yeah, I will say to anyone that's getting near the end, I would argue the penultimate boss fight you do is far, far more difficult than the final boss fight. <laughs> but um, that's just how the way the game goes. Um, but yeah, if anyone wants any tips on that, or I did Witcher Three strategy recently, so I'm not going to talk about that. But if anyone wants any tips, chuck me a chuck me a tweet, and I will talk about it. But the big news is, after like months and years of waiting, I've been playing No Man's Sky, and I will try and keep my discussion to a minimum. But I know Dapper, you've said you've just bought it or about to bought it, so buy it. So if you want to chuck me any questions, then please do. I just want to say, like, it's a very um. It's a very interesting game. It's it's very engaging. It's kind of that. I just some like just the sort of the world it creates. I just I really enjoy. It. Like I, I've joked that I I just love that feeling of landing on a planet and thinking this is completely new and I could explore it and there's so much stuff here and like it doesn't bother me so much that all the structures you run into are like the same model. That doesn't bother me and it's like I've kind of joked that I think they should update the game that. Whenever you land on a planet, it plays like a swell of orchestral music mm. to uh, sim- show the achievement. But uh, yeah, it's a great game. However, yeah. oh boy, it, as a game itself, like the gamey parts of the game are quite terribly broken at the moment. Mm. Like for example, this is a game that relies hugely on resource management. Mm. Like 
it's, it reminds me of Resident Evil 4, like the whole thing of in that game, if you had the shotgun, it was a powerful weapon but took a load of space. And one of the biggest problems is the majority of items don't stack. Uh, yeah, I've noticed that. I which, like... like that. And, the, and the annoying thing is, the items that do stack, they only stack in piles of, I think, 250, which isn't enough. Like, yeah, that's... That's no bueno. Stacking is essential when it comes to inventory management. Yeah. yeah, so I'm really hoping they bring that in. But perhaps even a bigger problem is the waypoint system. Something is clearly wrong with it because as you sort of go towards a destination, it will give you an estimated time. And consistently, as you as you fly towards it, the time both decreases and increases. Like, it's not accurate hmm. at all. Like it can say it will take you ten minutes to get there, and it'll take you half an hour. <laughs> the only like the I'm I'm no technical person, but the only reason I can think is that as you get closer, it's rendering the planet, and it's like it's putting terrain in the way, and it's adjusting it. Yeah, that's and, that's one thing I noticed yeah. um, about it, uh, particularly when um, you switch over to the PC version. Um, you yeah. know the, the the rendering itself, because <clears throat> I mean. Let's face it, the PC version obviously is going to have a lot more objects and, and mountainous yes. you know, terrain to have to render. So it's going to take time. You know, so it's a lot like Google Maps you know, when, uh, in its early stages. Yeah. You know, it's like, this one drive will take you 10 minutes. Correction, yeah. this one drive will now take you one whole hour. Yeah, it's, it, is, it is annoying. And one of the most aggravating moments I found of that is I had... Um, I'd found a crash spaceship which I wanted to repair and I had basically almost all the items I need but bar one so I threw away and went to get it and I think it must have like unloaded that portion of the planet because then that just didn't appear as a waypoint on my map anymore and I couldn't hmm. find it so like it has I, it has some major problems and I think that's one of the things they're trying to fix because like you can't make your own waypoints either mm. but um, yeah um, and yeah my other sort of anyone that's new coming in be warned that like it gives you very little explanation. Like I had to look up by chance how to switch between your laser and your like gun attachment because it just doesn't tell oh, you. Oh joy! And all stuff like that. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I do apologise. I don't know what the hell my new neighbours are doing, but they're banging. <laughs> I don't hear any in the background. Right, I can't. There's banging and tapping. Um, I can't. My I microphone's can't picking it. Up. Oh, I don't hear anything. Yeah. I personally don't hear anything. But yeah, the, the last thing I want to say is sort of my... Because this feels like it's been a very divisive game. I think some people have, have come away thinking this isn't what I thought it would be. But I would think... I think like the developers have managed to do exactly what they set out to do. But it's not what people wanted. Like I was thinking, I think a lot of games these days, like big AAA games, your Call of Duties, your Uncharted, your whatever, they attract you because they they give you like reward and stimulus through like big set pieces and explosions and things to do, so you sort of instantly get feedback. Whereas with No Man's Sky, like it doesn't do that. It just kind of says, right, here's a planet, there may or may not be stuff on it, um, go and do it. And I think that's why some people are saying, well, it's boring. But I think it's just a case of it's giving you different things like it's not it's sort of it's appealing to different parts of you mm -hmm. so like it it appeals to that sort of rpg thing of oh there's a new bit of gear but then it's also wider things like you pick up hints about what's going on in the wider universe what's happening mm. to these big alien civilizations and i think that's 
if you're the right sort of person and that interests you, then it can really get your teeth into it. Definitely, yeah. Um, before I move on, Dapper, do you have any questions you want to throw at me as you're considering getting it? No, because I've actually watched live streams of it, and like, it looks like it's one of those games that's interesting to play, but it's boring as shit to watch. Like, yeah. I will say it's like the best game to play yeah. if you like podcasts, if you want to, if you like listening to podcasts where you yeah. do things, because you don't really need to be like, you don't, there's not much audio, like it has a sort of a subtle soundtrack, but it's all very visual. Yeah. And most of the time, if you're on a pretty quiet planet where you're not getting attacked, you can quite easily do different things. Mm. It's one of those games that don't really require much thinking, I think. It's a bit like Minecraft. Well, I, th- I don't know, I well, think, I think that's one of the interesting things, that it has deeper elements to it. I think it. that's, it's just if you're willing to find I think them. that's one thing that they were possibly trying to aim for with this game was uh, to try to pull you in and get, you know, really grasp your attention with uh, landscapes yeah. and uh, uh, beauty yeah. and such like that. But um, unfortunately, I think they kind of um, hit sh- shy of that mar- uh, that mark because um, uh, if it's one thing I can definitely say, this is um, a, a, a game called Abizu. Uh, was went for that same you know particular target you know great music amazing um, uh, uh, like visuals and stuff like that and it actually does the job it actually pulls you in and you're just sitting there going wow you can't really focus on anything else you know and mm. with No Man's Sky you you could definitely tell that they tried to go for that particular aspect but I yeah. don't I, I I just really think they fell short on the mark on that one. Yeah, I do think it felt a bit hit and miss. Like, I was before I got it, I was looking at Twitter, and some people were saying like, "It's fun, but all the planets I've visited for the moment look the same." And it was quite interesting because I had that similar thing. And um, anyone that's following me on Twitter will see the pictures I've been putting up. And I was thinking, "Hmm, the last like four planets I visited were all the same." And then I landed on one, and like, all the grass is like fluorescent blue, mm. and it looks properly alien, and it's just really sort of that's really engaged me. But, um, yeah, like, it's... I think the nature of that game is, like, it's... No no doubt I'll, I'll I'll sort of drop it and I'll leave it alone when other games come along, but it's something I can always come back to because yeah. I'll never finish it, like, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah, it's like me with Minecraft and The Sims. Yeah. It's one of those games that I keep going back to because I can never finish it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. Um, anyway, enough No Man's Sky chat. But if anyone does want... I could talk. I could talk about that game all day. So yeah, you can tweet me, and I'll have a chat with you. Um, my last thing is, I wrote a new article for Game Skinny about disabled protagonists in video games, about why they don't exist, why this is a bad thing, and how we need to improve that. And I'm quite happy because I only posted it a couple of days ago, and it's already got like 40 views, which doesn't sound like much, but that's more than most of my own blog articles got in their entire run. Mm. So I'm really happy. Awesome. I also. I also thought of a top-class game idea in that article. If anyone steals it, I'm going to kill them. <laughs> this is my idea. It's a horror game where the it's the, it's a horror game where the protagonist is either deaf or blind, so you have to rely on either entirely visual or entirely audio sort of stimulus to track where the enemies are. Mm. So, but that's well, my if, idea. If they were to, so, and you've just put it out on the public domain, and now someone will take it and use yeah, it. Yeah, but no, because then, because then, like Ubisoft are going to come to me and say, "Hey, we want to use your idea." <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if the, if they went People the route of like total like deaf, totally deaf, then that would definitely be an ideal game for like a Vive or um, you know yeah. some sort of VR experience. Exactly. 
So yeah, if anyone steals that, I'm, I'm going to know. If that comes up at E3 2017, <laughs> I know I'm going to know. Um, but yeah, that's basically all I've been up to. Unless anyone's got anything else they want to touch on, I'm going to jump into the news for this week. There's not too much, but we have lots of community stuff later on, which is nice. Yeah. So dapper this uh, quake news. I don't know if you want to take that. I can't take the news because my neighbours are making such a racket. So I'll let you do it because. That's a pretty lame excuse, but okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, okay, um... Uh, I wasn't prepared for this. But yeah, basically, um... There's a Quake game called Quake Champions that may or may not um, shift into sort of free-to-play because sort of... we ho- They're sort of hoping that... They sort of they want Quake to spread out and it's... They want to keep it about what... Um, what Quake has always been, but it's like it's a different situation. Like I can remember ten, fifteen years ago playing Quake Three, and it's a very different game to the likes of Overwatch and TF Two. So like, there's competition in the sector, but they're very different games with very different styles. And I think it's I'd be quite interested to see if this does if this does go free to play, mm. as I hope to try and get it out there and into the world and expand the sort of people that play it. Yeah. I've, I mean, personally, myself, <clears throat> up until uh, this recent news about the, the Quake Champions uh, news, uh, it for me, at least in you know my own view of uh, the the whole gaming gaming news and universe, um, for me, it was just kind of like hidden and hovering in the background, you know, with games like Doom coming out, um, yeah, and uh, you know the uh, the the rise and fall of Destiny, um, you know, it just kind of got buried underneath you know so i i never really heard much about it uh aside from the fact that um uh you got games like um team fortress 2 which recently uh has been trying to become more of a competitor with uh um overwatch so i mean it should be pretty interesting to see if if it does go free to play how well it'll fare um uh, against those particular types of games hmm but um, yeah, that's uh, so yeah, that's an interesting bit of news, and I think it's quite telling how many uh, sort of big franchises these are, are going free to play because I think that's just sort of the way we go. And I think I actually think that's partially due to the expansion of sort of mobile gaming. That for a lot of people, they think, well, a game is really something I want to spend forty, fifty pounds on mm. when I could just play something else for mm. free. But it is what it is. It's not that's not that's not an attitude. I particularly like because okay, it's not fun when games are expensive, but it at least like you hope that that means you get quality and that and that hopes you means you get good value. Yeah, yeah, because mobile games aren't exactly the best form no. of gaming. If I'm completely <laughs> honest, especially free to play games, because it's like if it's going to go free to play, it's like is it going to be pay to win? Exactly. Or is it going to be like what? Overwatch has of where like you because Overwatch isn't really free to play but like you can buy packs which give you cosmetic stuff. Exactly. So is it going to be purely cosmetic or is it going to be like Pokemon Go and have stuff that will actually help you, which is how they actually catch you, and that's how kids and people spend thousands and thousands of pounds mm. on a stupid app. Yeah. And I'd, to be honest, like apart from Pokemon Go, I don't really like mobile gaming. Like, I think mm. it's actually 
doing more harm to the games industry, trying to appeal to a casual market than what is mm. to, like actually paying yeah. forty pounds for a game. Like I would have no issue like paying forty pounds for an app if it took away the free to play element, which would probably like make a lot of people go, Oh well I'm not gonna play it. Yeah. Well do what I do and save up for a game. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like I know it's well, hard, yeah, like, but uh, still. Yeah, it's it's hard, and it can, and it can be annoying if the game's not what you expect. But like, so I spent I, I took a big risk with No Man's Sky. Mm. I, I pre-ordered it. I I spent forty eight pound on it. I was I kind of I wanted it to be what I wanted it to be because I put money and sort of a lot of expectation into it. And I will say, at least for now, I've come out in a like I come out happy but I know there are there are times where yeah you put money in and you don't get yeah a satisfying mm. result like the what was it freaking division was like the prime example yeah. that that game was yeah. so shit like I thought destiny was shit and then division came yeah and then oh fuck destiny was terrible but division was worse yeah yeah I think destiny's slowly got better because like they they bring new content every year I've, and I think sl- I think slowly um, they've sort of it's it's given them a window to sort of fix. I, it. I don't like, know. I, I mean, I, as far as like Destiny is concerned, I, I started. I was a huge fan of Bungie uh, from way back in the Halo days, and when Destiny first came out, I was like, "Yes, a whole new story, something that we can actually sink our teeth into and just really enjoy." And when I find when I first jumped into it, I was like, "This is really cool." And then when I realized it was just a repetitive grind, and I was just like, uh, you know, it, it was it, it was a it was kind of a big letdown for me. Um, the multiplayer was good. Uh, don't get me wrong on that. the the com- uh, the, the co- competitive multiplayer it was a lot of fun, and even doing the multiplayer to an extent on the main story is great. It um, you know you can actually just talk with your friends and have you know enjoy the the uh, the motions and such but at the end of the day that's all it is it's just a continuous grind of the same missions the same types you know and you know uh, even the raids themselves it, it um especially with the the loot system being as broken as it is it's just like you know the 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 odd ran- the the random odd chance of getting something really good is like you know slim to none and it's like come on um so, so i think mm. bungie really dropped the ball on that um you know and uh, they 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 should have they, they really should have pushed for um a much deeper story and tried to try to take the the whole um missions as far as like similarities to um uh, big popular MMOs and kind of like try to maybe even go deeper and try to like push for something different as far as like raids and missions are concerned. Yeah, mm. they tried though. That was the yeah. thing, but then they all had like um, I think it was like some kind of fallout, and then various people left to the point of where they couldn't have the game because so many. I think it was something to do with like copyright or something. Mm. Like, well, they, I, the the story was like completely. It had to be changed because of like certain people, and those stupid cards are like the only thing that actually have the story that was supposed to be in the game. Mm. 
on them and the creator who was uh, the person who was hired to write those actually took the script and tried to put what was left onto those cards mm. which is why we have them but in that case mm. the game shouldn't have even been made yeah like they should have cancelled it as soon as well, I I did read yeah. read a, a news article recently about how uh, Bungie employees um, it, it's it, it's a it's a, just recently noticed how uh, a lot of them are leaving Bungie to start their own indie development you know groups making various games here and there, um, yeah. and uh, it started uh, the trend started uh, shortly after the release of um, Destiny um, because in the the uh, the main subject of the of the uh, article itself was is that um, a lot of these developers are just uh, really tired of the, the the that iron grip grind that they have to go through to pump out mm-hmm. content as opposed to being an indie indie developer where they're much more relaxed. They can actually you know put yeah. focus into what they actually want to make and love. So I, I kind of understand why um, Destiny. You know, took a hit as it did, so to speak. Yeah. Mm. That's what happens when a bunch of money men run a company, mm-hmm. run a games development company, rather yes. than actual developers. Yeah, I mean, and it's sickening. It's been said, to be honest. Uh, and the, uh, I guess uh, to an extent, it's similar to the movie industry. Um, you know, the 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 gaming uh, companies uh, as a whole. You know. Um, they're 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 struggling to pull you know that that essential penny out of you know the out of the crowd and they're just one failed game you know one failed triple a title away from bankruptcy yeah exactly do you want to know the best way to actually get the crowd back fire the money man yeah (laughs) there you go Hmm. fire the money man get some get a developer to fucking manage the cash because like there, there was a thing. There was a panel on this week, and one of the, de- I think he was a developer, just stood up and said, "Why can't one of you just go spreadsheet ninja, like yeah. for a while?" It's like exactly. Mm. That's why indie games are doing so much better, is because it's actual developers who are managing the money. Exactly. Yeah. And they have more passion for it, whereas like someone who's working towards working on like a two-year project and they're expected to have finished it within two years and release it just because they've got pre-orders mm. yeah just to catch the audience on that day like that's all they're that's all the fucking money men are interested in yeah and it's sickening it really is i can't stand people who put money over artwork i'm sorry but and I know that I'll upset mm. a lot of people in saying that because I know a certain few people are wanting to go into that side of it. But I'm sorry, but you're ruining the games industry. Well, single-handedly, mm. that's one of the things that uh, I, I uh, have been noticing a lot lately. Is, is that um, you know when indie developers you know kind of really pull themselves into the public eye. Um, you know, when they uh, go on to announce, you know, that they're making this game or that game um, is the ones that really do successful and do really well are the ones that in particular that um, put transparency um, as a as a high priority over just, you know, trying to be secretive and um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and Co-Carnage, uh, who's a, a big, you know, really big 
Twitch live streamer. Uh, he's he's actually you know hands on with a particular game that he's been working on for close to three years now. And uh, when he made the announcement, he the first thing that he said, you know, above all else, was that he wanted to be as transparent with his audience as possible with this game and with anybody that's backing the game. And I think that's huge. Yeah, like I think you notice it with little things like the weird ways companies will phrase um, the announcement. If a game has been <coughs> delayed, yeah, they'll say it like, we want to deliver the best product possible. And it's like, yeah, that's true, but why couldn't you just say there's a few more bugs in the final build than mm. we thought? Because I think then people would relate to it more and they'd go, yeah. well, like, given what you're trying to build, that's understandable. We'll wait a week. And okay, yeah, there are certain people that are childish and just flip out mm. when games get delayed. Well, that's yeah, that's the whole brilliance that. with uh, the 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 way game development has gone lately is is that um, you've got these open betas, you've got these closed betas, where uh, it gives uh, gamers or at least uh, YouTubers and you know Twitch broadcasters the opportunity to actually check out a game. Um, you know, and play it and have the developers sitting right there, you know, on hand to, to yeah. actually address and, and write down, you know, any issues in particular that happen. Um, <clears throat> most yeah. notably, uh, uh, for example, was, uh, during my last, uh, event with, um, Guns of Icarus, where, uh, it, everything was running fine for the whole six hours. But once we got to about like five and a half hours into it, a bug finally showed its head and it was a server issue and the developers were uh, of course we were playing against the developers but they even they noticed it and they're like oh here we go and they wrote it down they addressed it and i'm looking forward to seeing if it is actually fixed uh this coming yeah. time around but um it, it's it's one of those things where it kind of goes hand in hand with um you know the development process as far as video games are concerned is that uh, these indie developers have have noticed and are actually you know capitalizing on this advantage of having uh, people like us, you know, the Twitch broadcasters and YouTubers, you know, to be able to actually test the game out for them, and you know, not only that, but actually ad give free advertising for their games. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think because I had an experience. This is kind of like the kind of other side of what you're saying, mm. like with an indie developer. And if I, I think she felt because like she had like a YouTuber wanting to see her work, that like she probably felt pressured to finish it. But like I wasn't like that bothered. I was quite happy to just wait until she had like actually finished it. Mm. She hadn't tested it, and I was given this broken as fuck game, <laughs> and I couldn't play the game. I was like, you're your controls are like miles off like I move the mouse slightly and it spirals out of control and it's making me feel sick mm. and yeah. she was just like holy I think I had to like contact her about three times for her to fix like an, with different problems mm. and I yeah. was just like I'm supposed to be a gaming journalist for this game not a QA tester she should have tested that yeah. herself Mm. and seen what was wrong with it but I, again she probably just felt pressured and wanted to just like get out of the way and out because she had about mm. 300 odd people sitting waiting on this game yeah well 
I mean, that's that's one of the things that uh, a lot of you know game developers, uh, not this not this one in particular that you're talking about, but um, uh, a lot of game developers uh, are really starting to take to heart. Um, you know, when it yeah. comes to you know having their game tested and stuff, this is um, you know they're taking the criticism as more of a, a fuel to you know push for you know a better game. Uh, most notably, um, there was a, a game called Slain. <clears throat> it's a uh, 2D side-scrolling uh, castle Castlemania type game um, that, uh, upon its first release, was so broken it received horrible, horrible reviews. You know, uh, fortunately, the reviews that it did get pointed out all the issues that were wrong with the game, and the developer, you know, took this to heart, took the game down, and reworked it from the ground up, coding and everything. Yeah. And um, I checked it out, and he fixed everything that was wrong with that game, mm-hmm. and it blew me away. I was like, wow, this guy actually listened, and... That's the thing that's really key with these game developers, you know, when it comes to developing a game. I can understand that money uh, and income is a huge important thing. But at the same time, what's equally, if not more important, is listening to those that test your game, you know, and actually give constructive criticism towards, you know, what's wrong with the game. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's that's <clears throat> all very true. I just uh, I just want to move it on because I feel we've been on the same topic for a, a bit of time. And this <laughs> next article is quite interesting, and it discusses how um, day one patches are a bit of a necessary evil within sort of the modern sort of video game industry and community. And sort of give you a a summary of what this article is talking about. It's basically saying like we have sort of such an expectation of the quality of our games and linked in with the fact that like modern consoles are I think the sort of the marketing term is always mm. on mm. so they're connected to the internet and can be updated people expect if there's any problem with it there'll be a patch and it'll be uh, it'll be fixed but it goes a bit further than that so like this article talks about No Man's Sky's day one patch which it refers to as huge but it was only 800 meg but anyway the point is that patch essentially put bits into the game that they didn't have time to put in before its mm. launch date. Mm. So they essentially, like, the unupdated version, not that you'd ever really see it unless you deliberately de- declined the update, mm. was was an unfinished version of the game. And it, But they're actually saying, like, this isn't a good thing, but it's just how the system now is. Yeah. Mm. That you just kind of have to accept that, and that's going to well, happen. Because I read it, and they said that the way consoles work is completely different to how Steam works, and Steam developers can go in and update at any time, and consoles yes. you can't, and that was what the mm. issue mm. kind of was. That's what I picked up from it. Oh, it yeah. seems as of late, uh, you know, uh, gamers, gamers of today, uh, they're used to this sort of thing, you know, and they, they you know, they, they, they're going to, ex- they're, they're kind of like attuned to, to expecting a day one patch. Um, whereas opposed yes. to gamers like myself, you know, who grew up, you know, years ago with, uh, you know, consoles like the Nintendo 64, the NES, the Sega Genesis and Sega CD, you know, where, you know, we're used to the games coming out in full, 
you know, completion, no expectations for add-ons and such. Yeah. And I think that's where the majority of complaints are coming from are the, you know, these gamers from mm. days of old. Well, like even yeah, even I felt that. Like I've brought it up on the I've brought it up on the podcast before that like the the PlayStation 2, <coughs> that was a console that didn't really have internet connection mm. and you got a game and it worked. Okay, every single game has a few minor glitches or bugs in it, but not if it's like from a trusted developer, it's nothing major, and mm. it just works. And then all these day one patches seem to spread the expectation that game developers have forgotten how to actually finish a game to a good extent, and they know that because they have the sort of contingency plan of we can mm. patch it, they just don't bother. Yeah, which I'm sure is not true, but it's just that's the impression yeah. all these patches well, give. Like I'm not saying people don't work very hard and they don't put a lot of work in. But it's always a bit disconcerting when you think, oh, so if I didn't download this, like if I didn't have an internet connection, I mm. couldn't play a functioning version of well, this the, game. The feeling, you know, as far as consumers are concerned, is especially strong, you know, considering they fork out, you know, anywhere from 40 to $60 for what they expect to be a fully developed game. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's... That's... um. <clears throat> that's yeah. That's something we've t- we've touched on uh, in the past. Then yeah, our last bit of news uh, result revolves around the Spider-Man game that was announced at uh, E3, developed by Insomniac, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep. Uh, who are the developers of uh, Ratchet and Clank oh, and Spyro the Dragon? But yeah, and it's just there's a video which we'll link to that shows some of the uh, interesting Easter eggs that appear mm. in the game. So like he's gone, he's got a different suit as opposed to the sort of new MCU Spider-Man yeah. that we've seen. Mm. So it's kind of like, I wouldn't be... Su- like, does a uh, Marvel Studios in any way involved with this game? I, like, ima- do we know uh, I imagine they're probably not considering Spider-Man is currently owned by Sony. Yeah. Yeah, but they have yeah, but they have got a joint deal. That's how they, they ended up in Civil War. True, yeah. So Marvel do have some... Yeah, role. they may have some hands in it at some point in time. Um, but... Um, from what I seen from like the video and stuff, it's kind of Insomniac's take on the whole thing. So like they're even yeah. using um, like a kind of more recent enemy. So like they're not going for Green Goblin; they're actually going for Mister Negative and the Inner Demons. Yeah. And apparently they're like super hard to kill in the game. And like there's like really cool things. So it's still gonna have like. Some of the things that I know and love from Spider-Man yeah. 2. I was going to say, I never played it, but everyone raves about Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 was amazing! Oh my god. I used to literally... If it's the if it's the one that I had on the PlayStation 4, which I think it is, you, I used to like jump on the floor and like beat up the enemies and then like <laughs> swing them with my web and beat them off of like yeah. every single building. Yeah, I think certain versions of that were really good because like, yeah. certain versions were like open mm. world... And yeah. then some of them had the mysterious fog that games of that era used mm. to have. It was um, the completely open world one, which was amazing. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, I, unfortunately, I have yet to try the game out. Um, I did watch the trailer, though, and it looks it looks to be interesting. It may be one of the very first few um, hero-related games, uh, as far as like comic book characters are concerned, uh, that I may, may actually buy in the... Um, uh, since uh, recent yeah. times, because the last game that I ever bought that had something to do, or at least anything to do with a comic book character in general, was um, 
uh, Marvel com uh, Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, which mm. I, I still love yeah. to this day. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, this game definitely looks like it's you know it, it promises a lot, and I hope it actually you know holds up to what it promises. Although I'm not familiar yeah. with uh, you know this villain uh, Mr. Negatives. I haven't re- read the recent uh, the most recent comics, but uh, I'm definitely gonna have to check them check out the the most recent comic books to see if I can you know dig some information up on this Mr. Negative guy. His henchmen yeah. have, like, dragon masks. Put it that way, they like all nice. Dragons? Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sold on that. I love dragons. <laughs> yeah, it's re- it looks really cool. And, like, the one thing that was a big thing for me is the fact that you can actually use the environment to, like, as a weapon. So it's like you can pull, like, hmm. trash cans and, like, things and just like beat them up oh I, I i i could just tell right away i'm gonna have a lot of fun with that yeah. um i'm actually because yeah i think it, i'm not sure if it's coming out on pc but it's definitely coming out on ps4 it's going to be one of the games that make me that and horizon the dawn yeah it's going to be one of the few games that get me well uh, playstation 4 yeah well actually this is a minor bit of news that we did <clears> um been put in but i think sony announced an event at the beginning of september and people think that's when they're going to launch the PlayStation Neo. Mm. Oh, nice. So if you wait, it might be worth buying that one, so it's a bit more future-proof. Yeah, I probably will. Like, cause... Yeah, I think this this is just a minor thing, but I have a feeling, because I've been obviously the Xbox One X has come out, and people have basically said, like, that's if you've got a 4K TV, that's the console mm. for you. Yeah. But for everyone else, it's not really worth it, and I think it's going to be the same thing with the Neo. Like... From the majority of people, it's not really going to yeah. be. Worth I'm it. still going to get them either way. I mean, I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a gamer all around. You know, I I, I don't deal with uh, you know PC Master Race or you know um, you know Xbox yeah. Nation yeah. and stuff like that. You know, I I I love games in general, and yeah. if I have any way of you know improving it, because yes, I do have a 4K TV. Um, you know, if if there's any way to yeah. actually improve upon you know the graphics and the enjoyability of the game, I'm going to jump on it. And yeah. so, uh, I mean, this PlayStation Neo and the uh, the Xbox One uh, S, I'm definitely going to be getting um, hands down because mm. uh, I, I I've never lost uh, had had a game stolen or you know traded in any game that I've ever owned. Um, yeah. So I've got a, a, a pretty good library of games that. Uh, I enjoy. Yeah, yeah same. <laughs> Funnily enough, I don't do that very often, but one of the few games I trade have ever traded in will be mentioned a bit oh later boy. on. Oh but boy. um Yeah. Anyway, our discussion topic for this week is quite an easy one. Uh we just decided to do what were our top three games for all time. And I'll start with me, because I'm first on the list yeah. and I'm talking. <laughs> but yeah, these are subject to change all the time, Naturally. but I put a bit of thought into it and they are Uncharted thought for a few cent for basically for the technical achievement that is and the way it wrapped up one of the I think one of the best franchises of the past of past generations. Uh, life is strange because it stopped me being. What are you laughing? Did at? you see Untar- Uncharted Thor? Yes, he did. No, <laughs> I, I honestly well, thought I, you I, said. That. I hesitated, but I didn't. Yeah, I have to listen back and tell that's, you. That's the title. Um, that's Uncharted Thor. Okay, Uncharted Thor. Um, we probably get well, we'll probably get copyrighted by both Sony and Marvel Comics for that. <laughs> but okay. Uh, anyway, um, Life is Strange for successfully turning me from an emotional robot into a real boy. And um, yeah, of course, PS2 classic uh, James Bond Nightfly. 
because the mo- the multiplayer memories of that what? just no love for Goldeneye. Also, our job is insanely OP in that game, but I don't care. <laughs> no love for Goldeneye. How dare you? My friends play that. It looked good. Best game. Fight me. Anyone else? <laughs> Get wrecked, mate. <laughs> exactly. Um, I will. I will three sixty nine. Oh snap! I would love to see you do that. <laughs> I probably could actually. I more than most people probably could. <laughs> anyway, enough about me being MLG. Um, what about you, Dapper? What are your top three? Um, well, mine's has actually changed a little. Um, okay. My first, like, my third favorite of all time is Doom, just because of the sound design. Just the the original, mm. or the twenty sixteen. Although the original was good, mm. I didn't play it, but I'd seen people play it. Um, yeah. The 2016 version has just got the best sound design that oh, I've yeah. ever heard in a game. Even like it even beats half of the sound design that's achieved in movies and TV. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, mm. <laughs> definitely Doom is um, in my top three. Witcher three, just because it's the Witcher three. I I love that game. <laughs> yeah. But like my top game it was a toss-up between two games in the same franchise it was a toss-up between san andreas and gta 5 but i'm gonna go with gta 5 because of the story it was yeah i think that was one of the design one of the first times it tried to sort of take itself a bit more seriously i wouldn't say it tried to take itself more seriously i just feel like oh my god there's a motorbike um yeah I'm quite surprised you didn't pick GTA 4 just for the bowling. Oh, I hated that game, realistically. <laughs> I know, I just... I'm, Fucking I'm just, I'm just detested that game. But GTA 5, I just like the fact, instead of unlocking areas of the map, you actually unlock yeah. characters. Mm. And that actually yeah, that... encouraged me to play more of the game. I think, yeah, I think that was a masterstroke mm-hmm. that they got rid of the whole, like, broken bridges that if you get over them you get the police after you and stuff that was something that, that was fun but it it, it, it didn't yeah. limit things yeah like because i would just be like okay i'm just gonna stick here and not complete the game yeah <laughs> that's what i used to do <laughs> mm. so uh to super what are your oh boy well <clears throat> in third place which uh is slowly creeping up my list is uh dead by daylight absolutely love that game Oh, the level of deviousness that it allows me to be is just oh god Dapper can attest to this she's seen me I've seen you play oh, yes. and oh my god you're hilarious <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a whole new a whole new level of uh, laughter hilarious <laughs> hilarious <laughs> uncharted hilarious <laughs> uncharted th- uncharted th- Thor it's hilarious <laughs> Secretly, Nick has Molinier in uh, right next to him. Uh. <laughs> Pete, yeah, I am Peter um, But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I have a lot, way too much fun with Dead by Daylight, and um, uh, I, I mean, it, it's it, it allows a side of me that um, I rarely ever get the chance to, um, you know, pull out uh, when I'm, you know, in the middle of gaming, you know, and it, it's just hilarious to me how the moments you know can occur like just recently um uh, during my last uh game session i ended up trapping somebody and it glitched them into a wall 
<laughs> the guy was stuck in the wall spinning and I couldn't hit him. Oh uh, uh, well, I actually managed to hit him twice. So he was stuck in that corner in the dying, um, dying state. None of his, none, none of his survivors could help heal him. So he just basically got s- stuck there, bled to death. <laughs> I was like, well, that's a free kill for me. <laughs> nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it it's a fantastic game. Absolutely love it. Um, uh, in second place, though, is RimWorld. Um, and, uh, indie developer uh, did a fantastic job with this game, and um, uh, I, I overall, I just can't get enough of it. I, I, I just c- can keep. I could play it for hours and just lose total track of time. Um, I mean, it does have. It, it does get me to rage from one point or another you know when a particular character dies mm. but um it the the developer definitely did a fantastic job with this one um but i'm gonna have to give my number one slot to chrono trigger all-time classic can't be beat <laughs> i'm not gonna fight you i never play oh you that, are that, very them's, young oh play. well okay all right i can understand that you know, um, but they do have it. Uh, I think available on Steam, if I'm not mistaken. So, okay. if you want a chance to try it and fall in love with it, definitely give it a try. Yeah. Okay, I, I will. You will love it. I guarantee it. Good, good. Um, but yeah, next we jump into sort of a absolutely massive um, community section. And to start with, um, you, our lovely listeners, sent in your top three games as well. So I will just uh, run through these quickly as well. Uh, John of the One Track Gamers, his three are Metal Gear Solid 3, which I believe is Snake Eater, The Last of Us, and Bioshock Infinite. And he said, in brackets, I know Nick loves this game too. I don't. That is the one game I actually, I, had, I traded back in. People raved about it. I could not get on with Neither it at all. I... I I oh my god! I've just realised that's my that's my answer to another question. <laughs> yeah, I just I couldn't get on with the combat or anything, and I think I've just realised why. But I'll get back to that. Uh, Corey of the One Track Gamers, he goes for Red Dead Redemption, Final Fantasy fourteen, and The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. That's a good game. Mm, very very good game. It was. Uh, Twitter user M Milgar M L three Gar says Red Dead Redemption again, Deus Ex: Human Revolution, and Fallout New Vegas and four. That's technically four games, but I don't. I'll let that slide. Uh, Judge Greg goes for Batman: Arkham Asylum, Earthbound, or Mother, as it was known in different parts of the world, and Metal Gear Solid: The Twin Snakes. So, thank you very much for everyone who uh, contributed to that, and also all the contributions that we're going to get to in a minute. Uh, you can tweet us at GWB Podcast at Gmail. Uh, sorry, tweet us at GWB Pod, or you can email us at GWB Podcast at Gmail um, we have big community news, and Dapper, I don't know if you want to take this, because you set it all up. Okay, so we now have a Discord where you guys can come in yeah. and hang out, and it's kind of designed for once, like, Nick goes back to uni, and, well, I, I already stayed You did not I inform me, you didn't inform me of this, but okay. <laughs> It's kind of designed for when, like, we're all, like, hanging out and talking. You guys yes. can come and hang out anytime and stuff and, yep. like, talk to us and talk to other exactly. members of the community. Even come and play with us because we're nice, sociable people like that. 
And wow. <laughs> you guys, there's like different areas. So like there's areas where you can come and listen to music. So we've got a bot that takes song requests and stuff. Hmm. You guys can um, come and talk about games. Nick and I will be sharing like blog posts and stuff like that. And it's yeah. just going to be fun. And you guys can come and share blog posts and stuff about games. Yeah, it's not it's it's not it's not stuff. a one-sided rela- yeah. it's not a one-sided relationship. Yeah. So, we will be lurking around just, you know. <laughs> yeah, in the dark dark corners of the internet. We will leave um a link to that Discord yeah. server if you're already something you use Discord uh in the uh, in the release notes. It will we'll keep it on every week so yeah. you can always find it. If there's any problems with the link, just tweet the Twitter account and we will we will look into that and try and fix it. But yeah, so it's just a whole big thing. There's lots of different sections. So if you want to chuck us messages at random times of the day, we will get back yeah. to you. But um, now we will get on to the actual questions for this week. And there's quite a few. So I don't want to spend forever on this because it's going to be a really long episode, but we will <laughs> we'll give answers. So One Track Gamers, uh, first of all, there's two part. This is actually from Amanda. There's two parts to our question, one of which has a hilarious typo <laughs> in, which we'll get to. She starts off by saying, what's your favourite vegetable? Which is a slightly strange question. Carrot. But, uh... Carrot? Fair carrot enough. or potato. I can't say, but one of them. Yeah, I'm going potato. I'm going potato Double because it's versatile. Uh, uh, me, I'm going to go you. with a cucumber. Oh, oh very, mm, very Indeed. You know, because not only is it a good topical yes. um, piece that you can just slice off and put on your eyes to get rid of the bags, but it's also delicious with a pinch of salt or some ranch dressing, you know? You just... Put it, put it in, put it in a little Ooh. bit of bowl. You know, you don't even have to skin it. You just dip it in and bite. Mm, so good. Mm. For the sec, for the second week in a row, we've had an impromptu cookery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to provide. Yes, and um, their their next question. Her next question. I'm going to read exactly what she tweeted. And what food from a hand would you like to try? I'm going to assume she meant abroad, but I'm going to answer her literal question. So you're eating out of someone's hand. What do you eat? Go. I thought she meant like something that was hand grown. Then no, I'm pretty sure she meant abroad and autocorrect. Just what? Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> Educate me. As now. in like, <laughs> what? What? As in food from abroad or food from a hand? <laughs> oh, oh, food from abroad. I thought you said something completely yeah, that, exactly. That's different I... there. Exactly, that's what I think, that's what she was trying to write, and then mistyped I thought it. she meant, like, st- something that was, like, hand-reared or hand-grown. Uh, the, only, the only thing I can assume is, just, you know, or at least picture is, you know, her with some random bit of food that you'd rather, you know, want to eat from her hand. What would it be? <laughs> yeah. Well. And I've, I've, actually, <laughs> I've put thought into this, and if you're reading out of someone's hand, you need it to be, like, something that's slightly sticky <laughs> so it doesn't move around. So I'm thinking like peanut butter or chocolate spread or something. Oh, uh, from someone's hand. Uh, yeah, they're gonna have clean hands. It's not gonna be like a random person on the street. You never know. <laughs> Do you? Well, just wash your hands there. I'm also. Yeah, with I'm, that. I'm gonna go biscuit. I'm gonna go biscuit. Because <laughs> that's fair. And for our American listeners, we mean like cookies, yeah. not the savory biscuit. Uh, I think we gathered that from um, watching the movie The Conjuring Two, where the boy had a fetish for biscuits. <laughs> biscuits! Oh God! I don't want. That sounds weird. What the hell? <laughs> uh, the little boy just, had a oh. thing for biscuits. Uh, every time the mother and the boy would show up, do you have any biscuits? Oh, biscuits! Yay! <laughs> 
<laughs> I bought you some biscuits, mummy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's terrifying. But yeah, so food from a hand, everyone. There we are. So, and that's also Lord, the please look at what you send before you tweet it out. Uh, yeah, next up, Judge Greg asks us, "What's the worst first person experience uh, in? What's your first worst first person experience in games?" Um, unsurprisingly, mine is Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> I just don't like first person in general because you can't judge depth. So it's really I hard to like first person. Yeah, I know what you mean. Mm. Dapper? Uh, what about you? I was going to say college is online element, but I just remembered that Destiny exists. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, that is a hot burn on 434 and Bungie. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm probably going to say Destiny, but. I don't really play first-person games, so I'm actually going to take no. the bad experience and apply it to a third-person game, which is anything by Telltale Games, because they can't seem to synchronise the sound with the animation, and oh, that God, this annoys is me. Nerdy sound <laughs> like, no, no, because when you animate, you're supposed to animate the lips to the mouth, and they yes. always put it out of sync, and mm. it irritates the shit out of me. Because I'm mm. just looking at this mouth like moving out of sync with what's been said, and I'm just like, so, can't take so it. Uh, I've stopped buying their games uh, ba- because of based it. on that, I take it you're not a very big fan of uh, Japanese films that are dubbed in English, are you? <laughs> Actually, the ones that I watch are pretty good for dubbing. Oh, okay. They're not that bad, <laughs> but like I tend to watch the subbed just because mm. it's better. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah, I will be as passionate as you are about sound designing games when wheelchair physics finally make it into video games. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, Asufa, what's your worst first um, I want to. Uh, I want to say my first few games of playing Counter Strike Global Offensive, but I'm going to take Dapper's route on the Destiny issue. Because it could have done so much better. Um, I, I was going to use yeah. uh, my first few experiences with uh, Counter Strike Global Offensive because I just could not understand it in the beginning how to you know properly aim in that game because it's one it's it's in a whole different level as far as like gameplay is concerned um, you know and I, I, during my you know rage moments first learning that game I had to uh, take to heart the get good get good mate. Uh, term and uh, eventually I did yeah <laughs> so um yeah I'm throwing this one down to uh three four th- uh, three four three and Bungie on this one for dropping the ball on destiny <laughs> that's fair I think many oh, people yes. would do the same um you, oh, next I I said mine so did, <laughs> listen when I'm talking damn it. <laughs> Anyway, um, Corey's question, continuing his absurd food theme, is what is the most expensive food you've ever eaten? Crab. And I don't like it. A what? That's fair. I think mine is probably just some slightly more expensive than normal steak. Hmm. But I didn't, well, I didn't totally pay for it, but uh, (laughs) that's not the point. What about you? Well, I'm still trying to figure out what, what food Dapper just said. It sounded like she said frap. 
I said crab. Crab. Oh, okay. As in, like, fish, in f- not seafood. Oh, <laughs> this again. Oh, <laughs> I'm never going to let that down. That is never going to be let down. We have to explain that. You have to briefly explain okay. that. Okay. <laughs> um, I was in the middle of playing uh, Dead by Daylight, and the topic of um, delicious foods, particularly seafoods, came into play. Um. Of course, you know, me being as in-depth into the game as I was, um, the, the, I was like, oh, yeah, hey, I would love to get myself some flounder or some haddock. And um, I can't remember who it was that said it, but they said, yeah, I would love to get some crab or some lobster or something. And I said, no, I want, I want fish, not seafood. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning pets and not to actually eat <laughs> oh, it, uh, it'll never be let down. And Dave and the Bruzy just like, cra- like I was asleep and I came into the Discord and Dave and the Bruzy were just pissing themselves <laughs> off and I was like, "What is it?" And they were just like, "You're not going to believe what he's just said." <laughs> and um, I made a promise to Dave that I would actually make a reference to that in the oh, okay, podcast. okay, <laughs> I see <laughs> how it is. <laughs> So you just you just forced it in. Yeah. No, I felt no that context, extra little push of the you. knife of humility in my stomach. <clears throat> yeah, and the twist. <laughs> it's okay to say, but oh, you course. know I only do that shit if I like a person. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Much yeah. loves to you. <laughs> Much loves back. Woo! Yay! Oh, calm it, calm it down, you two. You're just jealous, sweetheart. Damn it, honey, we talked about this. <laughs> anyway, to super, darling, what's your favourite food? My most, most expensive, expensive food? Uh, it would have to be uh, this uh, yeah. nacho concoction that I had at a restaurant called, uh, known as Telly's. Um, and, um, yeah, it, it was definitely well worth the price, and it was, um, to put it bluntly, orgasmic. <laughs> That was blunter than I was expecting. Well, I'll put it to you this way. When I was eating it, you know, and I had those stereotypical, oh, God, this tastes so good. Enough to the point where my ex was like, would you like to marry this plate? (laughs) (laughs) And that's why she was your ex, because you married the plate. Uh, And I pronounce you plate and wife. Wife? (laughs) When did I go from an Audi to an innie? Well, <laughs> you know, when when your ex-girlfriend punched you in the cross. Oh. <laughs> and then later got yeah. arrested for murder vote, uh, for eating vote, the plate. Yeah. <laughs> vote yes on Proposition 69 to allow plate human marriages. <laughs> that is a top quality American mm-hmm. politics Indeed. joke, yeah. so appreciate that shit. <laughs> I don't, I don't just give this out for free, damn it. <laughs> He's just rolling them out. He's well, I do, but... Yeah, I'm a big fat liar. But if you want to give me money, then give me money. Uh, send it to the P.O. Box at 123fakestreet.com <laughs> .com yeah. dot .org .gov .net .wav <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, um, and lastly, John, because I don't know if he's a bit attention-seeking or... And this is a response to an email I sent him. He sent us another email saying, Hey, Gwebbers, I I saw you tweet out what I'm assuming is this week's topic, which was top three video games. Let's expand this into top three movies as well. My top movies would have to be Kick-Ass, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, and The Lion King. 
I know my top games easily, but I've never had to think about movies a lot because there are more great movies mm-hmm. than there are games. <sighs> Controversial. Thank you kindly, John. He also has a challenge, but like always, I will circle back to that when we've answered his question. So my top three films are uh, the James Bond film Skyfall, uh, the first Avengers film, which was either called The Avengers or Avengers Assemble, if you're in the UK, and Ooh. the original Alien. Because who doesn't love things with little extra inside uh, I'm surprised that? you didn't choose part two, the scene where Ripley came out in that machine and told that uh, the alien queen, get away from her, you bitch. That was like the best scene ever. To be fair, I need to watch Aliens again, although it's got... um. It's mm. called Bill Pax. Game uh, over, yeah, Bill man. Paxton, Game who I can't, over. <laughs> who, I can't, who I can't, who I can't forgive due to his role in Marvel's Agents of Shield. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Alien is, and yeah, who doesn't like that unnecessary oh, half naked yeah. scene at the end? I've been feeling fine. Oh god! <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> what have we done? Me. We can we can oh, rebuild him. Can we can make him better. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already crippled, so it'll take quite a lot to rebuild me. It's okay. We could just rebuild his legs. It's fine. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I was implying that, but I wasn't saying it directly. All three of them. You went out and- oh, <laughs> she went below the belt. Ding ding. Literally. Ding ding. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, anyway, Dapper, what are your top films? <laughs> um, probably my first, my top, my ultimate favorite movie is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's filled with mistakes, but it's absolutely brilliant. Mm. Um, oh God! Then, hmm, <sighs> maybe. Oh, this is this is riveting <laughs> podcast. The Lion King, cause yeah, yeah, yeah. emotional heartstrings. And let me think. I don't know, cause I, I very rarely actually like movies now. Kingsman. Yeah, but it's not like my favorite. Uh, fuck it, I'll slam it in there. Yeah, <laughs> slam it in there. <laughs> Jesus, you could have worded out better. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, oh yeah, just. Just put that because, like, I can't think of any other movie that I like. Well, you just got to <laughs> give a, a bit, quite a bit of love to Michael Caine. You know, you just got to. Oh, I love Michael Caine. He's such a nice person. <laughs> or he seems like such a nice person. Because some men just want to watch Indeed. the world burn. Yeah, and I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! That oh wait, was no, impromptu. no, no, darkness. Oh no! Don't no. you dare! Do not, do not get a cup. No. I'm not gonna get a cup. Too late. I already have one. <laughs> oh, I want. I want to change it to um, Dark Knight. Ooh, there. That's very, a good show. Um, the one with the Joker. I can't remember what. Uh, was. Heath Ledger. Yeah, that is the Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight. Mm. Uh, Super. What are your? <coughs> well, easily my number one has to go out to Deadpool. Absolutely love that movie. Mm. Fair. Mm-hmm. Good. Plan. Hell yeah. Um, my second favorite would have to be uh, The Conjuring. Um, I'm I'm huge into the the whole mystery, ghosts, demons, and all that. Um, 
Thirdly, ooh, it's a bit of a tough one, but I'm going to have to throw it out to a bit of anime. Studio Ghibli, to be more uh, specific, would be um, Princess Mononoke. Oh. Mm, very good film. Very, very good film. You filthy weebs. Weebos. We can't be friends anymore. <laughs> can't be friends with you tonight. <laughs> I was going to say, are you talking to me or Super? Yeah, well, we had a good one. <laughs> it was good while it lasted. Yeah. It was. Um, yeah. Anyway, enough of mine and Dappy's <laughs> crumbling relationship. Um, we'll circle back. John's challenge for us this week was our best oh, Yoda impression. You see, this is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you see, now Super's gone first, so he's going to win by miles. Yeah. Here we are. Can't we have like a female Ooh. impression for once? Like, fine. Do Harley Quinn because we were talking about I it earlier. Can't do Harley Quinn. Like, straight. well, I gave, I'm, look, I'm giving you <laughs> options. Like, give me like Overwatch impressions. I can do them. No, stop. I'm giving you minimal option. <laughs> do it. I can't do Harley Quinn. Like, Mister J. Oh, Im- impression you will do. That was my Yoda impression. You must oh, do. I still do what? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I can't do it. I can't. I'm a man of many voices. My, my talent is... is. Yeah. Would you care to run through them all for the... Uh, or run through a few... Uh, run through uh, a few uh, before the show, I did warn you that I, I don't know exactly how many voices I could do. I mean... Well, okay, fine. Pick I, like your three favourite ones. Or the, the three, three that, that I'm best at. <clears throat> oh, boy! <laughs> this show's been going really great. <laughs> um... Oh God! I can't believe they keep putting me on the spot like this. Uh, I can't do it without my Danish. Uh, and uh, hmm, third, third one. Can you think of a third one? Third? Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog here. Oh, <laughs> we're gonna we're going through some field notes right now. It's a forty-eight page memo book. Durable materials. Mm, yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do Joker. Do Joker. Do Heath. I thought. I thought you did the Joker as no, your first one. No, that wasn't my first one. You see, some people just want to watch the world burn. I'm one of them. <laughs> Because I'm an agent of chaos. You doing uh, Jack Nicholson? <laughs> Apparently, that was a Jack Nicholson <laughs> one. <laughs> I was thinking, I just heard I'm a dog say something chasing cars. That's great. I don't know what I'd do if I just caught one. That's my Heath Ledger one. That was incredible. Yeah. I definitely think we need to employ you to do like jingles or like opening and closing. I, I got the strange feeling that um, we're going to be getting a lot of requests for to challenge me to try to <laughs> yeah. do different voices. Uh, uh, mm, just probably. like um, I want to say it was uh, four shows a, uh, ago that I did. Um, yeah, on my, someone was asking you to do all kinds of voices. Yeah, and one asked me to do Morgan Freeman. Um, and um, I didn't do too bad. I did actually a pretty decent. Yeah, I was on there for that one. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I can smell 
Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I look forward to the challenge. It's actually going to help uh, increase my repertoire yeah. of voices, even though I have no idea how many I can do. Um, but uh, luckily, maybe the show will help me keep record on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, okay, we've got one final question directly for Tasupa from Dave at Mamong New Gaming. And I think Dave has possibly had a stroke or gone slightly <laughs> insane because he asks, Who is Super's hero? I like, can be no your hero, baby. Hero, baby. <coughs> baby. I can take away I the kiss pain. away the pain. Oh, yeah. That's like the one thing that I don't want Nick to ever sing to me is that song. And it just happened. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so scared. <laughs> well, I'm going to take the question. The water wasn't hot enough, and I just can't stop scrubbing, and it won't go. It's away. like herpes. I can't get rid of it. <laughs> like I honestly feel like I should be sitting at the bottom, sitting on, sitting in the shower, taking a cold ass shower, crying after that. I, w- I wanted to make that comment, but I thought it would come across. Kind of like Ace Ventura. <laughs> no, I'm kind of, pi- I'm kind of picturing the, I'm kind of picturing the scene in Casino Royale <laughs> where Vespa's in the shower, and then Bond is just like. He starts sucking your fingers, yeah. which is weird, but that's not the point. <laughs> what the fuck? I know I had seen that. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> when it's like, he's got, she's like, I've got blood on my hands and it won't come off. So he's like, I know, I'll suck you. your fingers. That'll help. <laughs> um, well, but, I'll, yeah. I'll take the question anyway. literally, or at least the first half of it. Uh, my hero is Deadpool, of course. Um, yeah. But uh, when am I going to stream D&D? Uh, that will... Probably uh, be on the 21st of this month, um, uh, as I will be uh, guest appearing on, um, if I can bring up his name real quick, Um, I'm having a bit of a brain fire here, Um, what is his name, Twitter messages please. Uh, well, apparently it's not in Twitter. We didn't message each other in Twitter. We messaged each other on Discord. Um, oh, technology! God, it's, it's amazing. Uh, Evil Squeegee, uh, his show. He uh, he runs a couple of uh, various D and D shows, um, and uh, I can't remember offhand which one um, he'll have me on, but it's going to be on the twenty first and. Uh, um, apparently, he takes a different approach with his uh, D&Ds, where um, uh, whoever pops up on the show, uh, they're going to get a random affliction to whatever character they create. Um, and um, to, to give an example, uh, this uh, I watched uh, one of his uh, more recent shows where uh, one of his char- one of the uh, the players' ca- uh, affliction was that he could not say no. To a woman, <laughs> yeah, sounds like the perfect man. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. I was, I was gonna make oh, that I, I'm not oh. touching that one because uh, my girlfriend was just here, and if she heard that, she probably would have killed me. Um, <laughs> it was nice knowing you because I hope you realize that this podcast is being public <laughs> and in no way edited. Oh boy. <laughs> Everything is <laughs> in. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, 21st is when it's planned, um, which uh, will be coming up next week, I think. Um, no, Sunday. Uh, yeah, it'll be next. So uh, yeah, uh, uh, two weeks from now, actually. If you well, no, 
Yeah, the okay, 21st yeah. is next Sunday. So next Sunday. Uh, prob- more than likely uh, like in the morning time, I think, or afternoon. I'm not entirely sure. I can't remember Evil Squeegee's uh, time zones, but that's the struggle. The struggle's real. Yep. The time <laughs> is real. Yep. I don't know why I went into a slightly deep Batman voice there. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get in the Batmobile. <laughs> I'm, I'm detail. Alfred, what are you doing? <laughs> Alfred, get your ass in the Batmobile. Detail it. I actually, I, I, I had too many enchiladas. I took a shit. I'm sorry. I've just got this image of just Alfred dejectedly cleaning shit out of the Batmobile. Joker came at me with this big gun. I couldn't help myself. Just scrubbing, just like, why, Master Bruce, why? (laughs) Uh, I think we should, before we... We could talk for hours, but I think it's possibly time we wrap the podcast up for this week. I want to start by saying thanks... A lot for to Super for coming on. Yep. I know it's been it's been a few weeks in the making <laughs> trying to get you on the podcast, basically because I kept forgetting that you kept asking. <laughs> wow, you're um, yeah, that's the genuine thing because you kept tweeting me, and I was like, yeah. What's <laughs> when are you gonna get my ass in that show? <laughs> get in the exactly. Discord. We'll we'll detail it. We'll iron it out. <laughs> yeah, and then after like a month, you like poked me again, and it was like, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so. A huge thanks to you. So I just want to say, uh, where can people sort of find you if they want to get in touch with you? Is there anything um, you want to promote? Well, you can get a hold of me via Twitter at Tsupa. Uh, very simplistic. Or if you wish to email me, my business email is tsupa at gmail.com. Or if you wish to hang out with me via my show, I'm on every Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays from 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time till about usually 12.30 p.m. Uh, or AM, I should say. Jeez, that would have been a long ass show if I would have done it to twelve thirty. But um, yeah, and uh, my sh- uh, channel is uh, Twitch TV slash Tasupa. Cool. Uh, remember, you can find the podcast Twitter at GWB Pod. You can find us on. Uh, you can email us at gwbpodcast at gmail dot com. Our Snapchat is gwbteam thirty five. You'll find a link to our newly created Discord group uh, on the release notes when this podcast goes out. This podcast may also be going out slightly early, earlier than normal because of reasons. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the GMG blog. You can find me on. St- Actually, I'm going to stop mentioning my Steam name because I'm never on Steam. You can find me on PSN as most mm-hmm. underscore fate four nine seven. You can find my blog at nickpjenkins25.wordpress.com and keep an eye out for my name on GameSkinny as well and read the articles I've written. Dapper, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at Dapper Paper Bag and you can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash user slash steaming floors because that was the old name of my channel. Cool. I don't want to know why. Yeah. I didn't know that... <laughs> This this notes thing does it live because I'm seeing Nick add my information. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not touching my keyboard. Yeah, what is no. this? Is this a ghost? <laughs> it's magic. My keyboard's haunted. Help! Send for an exorcist. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just, it's just so I don't forget to put your information <laughs> in the bottom. Um, yeah. When I uh, well, the um, if yeah, you want so to, you can I add my. Wanna, so what, stop doing what? that. Oh. No, Daffa's typing things in uh, in a really well, dark highlight. If you want to, you can <laughs> add... Oh, uh, got dark highlighted stuff. What the fuck? 
I don't know. Just stop fiddling <laughs> Holy with shit, it. I didn't realise I could actually highlight in this. Jesus, if you want, you can add anyway, my... Anyway, um... this is stuff we shouldn't be doing on air. Thank you very much to all our listeners as well for all the lovely community interaction we got this week. We couldn't we do the podcast you. without you. But for now, that was episode 20 of the Games Without Borders podcast. Mm, we will see you next show week. Show is over. Goodbye. Yes. Bye. Bye.